Okay guys, it is June, which means the US Open is right around the corner. This also means that Father's Day is right around the corner. Perhaps you're a father yourself and you want to send a little hint to the wife and kids. Perhaps you're thinking about your own dad and a gift idea for him. We have the perfect Father's Day gift idea. That's Golf Digest Plus. This is the gift that keeps on giving. You get new issues of the magazine in your mailbox all year long. All of our digital stories completely unlocked, even some written by Christopher Powers. You get access to our Places to Play course library, the Golf Ball Hot List, the Shoe Guides. You even get access to our Build Your Own Bag feature. And in case I didn't mention it, stories written by Christopher Powers. That's enough of the highlights. If you're listening to this podcast, you know this is a no-brainer for Dad this Father's Day. Go to golfdigest.com slash plus. Again, that's golfdigest.com slash plus. And buy your dad the gift of Golf Digest. Oh, if I had Rory McIlroy. Yeah, sure. If all of us had Rory McIlroy's length, we'd be we'd be pretty good. But so what? Like, I, I, again, I really don't get why there was such a backlash here, guys. Um, it was a little extreme. It's ridiculous. The internet is awful. Social awful. media can be the We love it. Word. We love it, but it's all. Welcome back to The Loop. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Steve Hennessy, Christopher Powers. Uh, what a wacky finish, obviously, to the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial with Emiliano Grillo hitting the ball in the, the creek. I think he was the only person to hit it over there the, the entire week. Um, although he said he's hit it over there before, which is wild, but the ball rolling and roll, you know, down the stream, merrily, merrily down the stream for about five minutes. Uh, and Steve, it turns out you could have, he could hit a moving golf ball, which I guess kind of makes sense because like, if you even go back to, because it's in the water, if you go back to the famous, uh, Bill Haas shot at the tour championship, if a ball's in the water, like it's probably bobbing around a little True. like it's right. no, you know there's no way to to make sure it's t- completely still so i guess it makes sense that when it's in a hazard now this was like flying down a stream like i don't know if you really had some gas yeah. yeah this one had some gas but when i first heard that i was like how's that possible and then i thought back i was like well yeah if a ball's like resting in the water it's probably like you know bobbing up and down oscillating whatever you want to say so anyway Wild that stuff. Was, uh, that was Phil's yeah. mistake at Shinnecock. He should have just poured some water behind it. <laughs> <laughs> if you douse it with water, yeah, get the Long Island sound in the mix on the greens. Yeah, that that reminded me so much of the the best mini golf courses. Always have like one of those holes that like gives you an option to put it into the water and then yes. pulls it out. Except it was going in the opposite direction, and it was wow. a real golf course and a PGA Tour event, but. uh it reminded me of Pirates Cove. Shout out Lake George, fellow fellow Lake George heads out there. Are you calling Colonial akin to a mini golf course? Is that what you're doing? Kind of a clown clown convention uh, on 18. People are saying. <laughs> and I don't know. Those greens were a little fiery this weekend. Good. I mean, they're letting them go because they're ripping them up. Yeah, they're blowing the place up, literally. Michael Kim, our new favorite on Twitter, said that it was the second most or the only other time he could remember anything like it was at quail hollow. He said one year when he was like mm-hmm. a or something and he was like, these were basically purple. Um, and it was like, you know, just, 
impossible to uh, stop. I mean, there was the the one the one par three. They were hitting eight iron. It was a two hundred and fifteen yard par three. I forget which hole, and they were like hitting eight iron, and it wasn't holding. It's like preposterous. I'd be hitting driver into that green right now, and maybe it would hold because of my. Yeah, you're hitting it nice and high with the driver. High spinny, not going anywhere. Yeah, there you go. That's that's a stock driver for me right now. We played, I think I told you guys this, we played the course at the um, University of Wisconsin course in Madison, like a couple last year on it when we were going out to Wisconsin, uh, a couple days after they played the senior event there. And they had obviously like let the course get as hard as possible. And then like a couple days later, it was even hard. And there was a hole where it was a downhill par three and you had to hit a high wedge that landed just on the front of the green and it still rolled all the way to the back. And we just were like, I don't know how these guys do it. So again, it's people who like, don't realize what these tour setups are like. Ah, it's absolutely, yeah. this, this was to an extreme. And obviously if you get rain during the week, it throws everything off a little, but when they set, uh, when they set it up for the best guys, Oh my God, it is uh it's but, you brutal. know, you know, single digits one and like colonial is what? 7,100 yards. I get yeah. it. It's really hard, probably extreme in spots, but this is like the rare short course on tour that actually, you know, stands this head oh, yeah. time. So let them struggle a little bit. You know, we, we like to see them, you know, struggle. Yeah. For so. sure. I just, but I don't think people realize like how firm they get these greens yeah. and how fast and, and it's a different course. game than we play. 100%. It's a different game. You're right. Yeah. Like yeah. you tip it onto these greens and it's like rolling through. I mean, you have to be coming in with so much spin to even contain it. Um, Steve, before I, I, I do want to say, Steve, I know that's like a historic course and everything, but God, it's one of the most boring courses on TV. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's, it seems a little repetitive. No, nothing yeah. that it's just tree line. No, Harbor, it's no Harvard town, which people right. like to compare it to. It's, it's not, it's a different kind of a different stratosphere. I mean, it's yeah. pretty similar though. Tree line off the tee. Um, Harbor Town has some cool. I mean, less, I'm, less interesting bunkers, and the finish at Harbor Town's great. Um, right. A little more vibey. A little more vibey. Yeah. Yeah. There's no boats uh, to the the right <laughs> of the seventeenth uh, at Colonial, but I, I, you know, it, it's supposed to be good. Um, and Gill's coming in and do his Gill thing. Um, read a little bit about it. Ryan Palmer got in the mix, but now we're getting a little to architecturally but I, i'm interesting interested to see because this is a perennial top 100 course that's fallen off into like the 150 range now so we'll see if it could kind of you know pick up steam and get back in the top and, 100. and again another course steve i'm sorry but if it was built uh in the last 10 years we'd never hear about it it was <laughs> It oh would yeah, not be a perennial top 100 course. It but that's be... the charm. It's a Perry Maxwell design. Like those, those his greens are insanely good. That's you know the whole charm of a Perry Maxwell course. So you know, he he died 70 years ago. I don't, I don't think we'd. This is a a different conversation. Yeah, uh, but yeah. we 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 have to mention my hit on Emiliano Grillo. No, that's why I was gonna. I I I wanted to dagger you a little there, but now <laughs> fuck you up. Um, with, with, uh, Emiliano Grillo, tell us what happens to yeah. you. So I'm watching it. Uh, I mean, first of all, shout out to CP cause on Twitter, him and Baroff, we were talking about Grio uh, on Wednesday and that's, 
kind of what got me on him. Uh, and CP in the column had Grio top 10. So yeah, big nice shout job. out to CP. But um, so, you know, bet him. I didn't bet a lot, but it's been a rough uh, couple. Yeah, it was like a $5 bet. Yeah. I mean, 80 to one. Nice. 80 to one. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, we're not, we're my top unit. ten hit. My top ten hit came close to Steve's. Steve's uh. Oh, so we're victory. unit shaming on this podcast now. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> I should I'm be sorry, doing I didn't $5. hit Kepka. I didn't hit Kepka. You know, a little short on Yeah, yeah you, I get it. I I've been back. back before. I understand. So you know, we're watching. I'm at the in-laws, and Grio's up by two. Shanks in the bunker on sixteen. I guess the par three, seventeen, and. Um, and I'm offered 375 bucks on the, my $400 payout. And I'm like, oh, this isn't even worth it. Grio's got this in the bag. And my father-in-law, Len, is like, I think you got to take it. Like, anything could happen on the last hole, right? What's the difference between 20 bucks? I'm like, yeah, you make a good point, Len. He's, yeah. he's very financially responsible, my father-in-law. So I take the cash out. And then Grio hits it into the aqueduct, and it's, you know, rolling into Rome. And I'm like, oh, when when was a hundred percent right, and I was it was sweat free, only four hundred dollars. So who really cares? <laughs> to me, I care because, I mean that that's that's a decent amount of money for for your boy yeah. in in these times. So yeah, I actually um I I just uh, re- recalled last Wednesday I mentioned to Steve I think I want to bet him outright too, and I ended up not. And honestly, I don't really regret it because that would have been fucking hell on earth watching that um i actually left i was going to see steve's baby i'd never met steve's baby yet tegan with my mm-hmm. wife we we're gonna hang out with steve and his wife for a little um and it was like right when grillo Grillo's ball was like rolling down the creek if i had him outright i would have been like steve i'm not coming i'm, I'm <laughs> staying here and i'm gonna die with you could have left your, your place and the ball would have still been rolling but it would roll so i'm glad i i love these top tens they're they're a little less um stressful for sure but i do want to go back to last wednesday when i did mention that we played brookline with jb and we told the caddies we'd shout them out so this just triggered that memory we got a shout out chase and avery from brookline brooklawn sorry Brooklyn. i was writing about Daniel Berger at Brookline last year. Um, but Chase, my guy Chase, put my pitching wedge in Steve's bag. Mm. So this is actually a bad shout out for, for our boy Chase. Be careful. As a former caddy, as a former caddy, nothing worse than than uh putting somebody's club in somebody else's bag. Luckily for Chase, Steve and I work together. We play a little bit of golf together. So I already have my pitching wedge back. So shout out Chase and Avery. Is that why you went to go visit Steve? Did you just pretend <laughs> yeah. you were wanting to meet Tegan? But you really yeah. just needed my pitching wedge back. Yeah. We had played golf earlier that day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Able right. to deliver. And I forgot until like the third hole when I had, <laughs> I was like, oh, Steve, I need my pitching wedge. And it was still in his bag. So um, I'm just as bad as Chase. Yeah. Well, well done with the, uh, the Grillo hits. I, I totally missed that. I, I did remember, I guess it was fair off talk. I remember someone was super confident in Grio. I mean, the guy won his first start as a tour member seven and a half years ago. I was now, there, Silverado. You were there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and now it takes till almost eight years later for him to get win number two. 
That's pretty amazing. Um, and what was more amazing was before this playoff, he goes over to the first tee, which, A, I didn't know you were even allowed to do. And then he invites a couple kids over to start hitting shots with his clubs. He's Meanwhile, he's like preparing for a playoff. It was like the most amazing thing ever. I mean, talk about growing the game. I mean, Creo. <laughs> That's what some swag. Not nervous at all. You know, just yep. yucking it up with the kids. He, he knew the cameras were on him. So he's he like, did. You know, I'm, I'm going to do this cool thing. I'm going to look like a star. And, and he did. Great call. Well, I mean, good way to good way to relax yourself, I guess, yeah. and kind of play play down the moment. That's that's some Bob yeah. Rotella shit right there. But exactly, by, yeah, <laughs> right. It, but yeah, Bob Bob would be proud. He, <laughs> yeah, he fully said, I, "Look, I was trying to like trick my brain a little because he had made this double bogey that gave away the tournament, and now he sees these kids. He brings them out there. He kind of resets, and." Uh, Hey, it worked. Uh, he ends up winning the playoff. And by the way, shout out Adam Shank, second heartbreak this year. Maybe he's the he could be the next Kev Kisner. Bunch of heartbreaks in one year. Mm-hmm. Then he starts taking off. Uh, just so hang in there, Adam Shank. Uh, uh, another winner we want to mention, and actually this will lead me to another one of my favorite. You know, I already got to nail old courses being overrated. One of my other favorite talking <laughs> points is caddies are overrated. Um, and that's no disrespect to Izzy Stricker here, but Steve Stricker as a birthday present, uh, because he missed his daughter's, I believe 17th or 18th, 18th birthday. Maybe she's a junior. She's going to be a senior. She's a, the reigning high school state champion, Wisconsin, Izzy Stricker. The Stricker family is incredible golf family, uh, as a birthday present, because he felt bad, he says, oh, I'll let you caddy for me at the next major because he missed her birthday while he was winning the first major of the year by six shots at the region tradition. So she says, all right, fine. Put me to work for my birthday. Uh, they get to go to you know, a hockey game. They get in the mix. And then, of course, Steve Stricker wins because he wins every major. And uh, now I would assume Izzy Stricker is going to get a nice little check for her birthday. <laughs> Uh, you know, her other sister might be a little jealous. She might be uh, rolling to school next year in style uh, after this. But anyway, guys, I mean, again, with the caddies, look, she's a great golfer. She knows her dad. They get along well. But, like, it shows you you don't need a big-time professional caddy. Shout, shout out Chase and Avery again. Yeah. <laughs> Chase and Avery could have caddied for Steve Stricker, and he would As yeah, long as right. he his wedge, though. He needs his wedge. That's, that's his bre- bread and butter. <laughs> By the way, the like the biggest story of the weekend in golf was Patty Harrington like taking a long piss at the <laughs> senior major. I mean, is that the well, most golf thing ever? So like all the old dads were like, "Oh yeah, I can relate to that." And sometimes you really gotta, really gotta go. Well, you gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. I mean, dude, Michelle kills me every day about my long, my long piss. <laughs> and, uh, legendary. Uh, <laughs> but you gotta do it, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. So that. The long piss may have cost Patty a major because he rushed out after that, chunked a sandwich into a hazard, <laughs> made a bogey. This was on the third round, but still he ends up, you know, going to a playoff and losing to Stricker in the playoff and a, a crazy playoff hole where he almost made a miraculous par. But um, yeah, the seniors are really bringing it this week. A lot, a lot of entertainment. So that's, that's you know. the course that's going to host the, that's the right. boys. Frisco. And, and go- like, the Golf Digest Open National Championship. That's right. And it, by the that's way. right. That's right. That was well, our first is, look at is it. Is the Golf Digest going to be at both of the tracks, Steve? Because yeah, thirty-six holes, one on the east, one on the west. So you get to play the Gil Hans and then the Bo Welling also. Oh, my boy yeah. Bo. 
Yeah. That's right. Uh, was the, the new star and right. of course design. And and the West, the Bow West one is supposed mm-hmm. to be a little more uh playable, I guess, mm-hmm. but it's gonna host its own share of things as well. Maybe not the PGA championship, but some of these other uh PGA of America events um down the line as well. They're both supposed to be fantastic courses as Steve mentioned, just yeah. opened up. Um and the PGA, the senior PGA was kind of the first run through there and, and of course they get a great playoff with stricker and and patrick harrington but yeah you're right steve that who knows maybe cp and i will be there that's true that's <laughs> true they nominate at uh watch on you gotta time your uh bathroom breaks accordingly apparently if i play from the senior tees we yeah. might might have a chance <laughs> yeah, i mean i talked to joel i mean joel really did confirm that you are not hitting it far it, it's kind of crazy uh, oh my god it's wild so you're hitting a little high and a little weak it's just no, there's no rotation happening. There's no um, turn. Um, we'll get it back. I'm actually um, breaking news. Went to see the doctor yesterday. Finally gave in Daniel Berger style um, on the back issues. What's and your issue? Are you out? Just lower back. I mean, it's been, you know, it's been a thing for five, What are you going to do? Years. Physical therapy. I'm sorry. Right. I did that a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. I finally caved too, and it really helped. Twice was, a week. It was actually doctor... my, it was my glute. Yep. Was it that that's what it is? It's the glute. Yeah. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. Oh, that's no. not what mine is. Oh, okay. I thought it was my lower back, but they were like, no, it's actually your glute because it's like it runs into your lower back. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I did some PT. Yeah. It really he helped. said it was he said it looks fine. There's a you know, a little issue, but nothing. Some core and mobility exercises can't fix. So I'm gonna go twice a week for like couple months and then uh hopefully take it take it home with me do it myself and that's cute. maybe by like september we'll have some some pop again i'll start making oh it but you have it by july 10th come on <laughs> let's yeah, go july 10th. yeah I, hopefully I we start june 11th so i'll, I'll be a month in um hopefully Wait, start june hopefully 11th by july okay, you got a month yeah dude you'll be feeling much better by a month yeah, that, oh, yeah. that's 100 you'll be you'll be even feeling better like the first day you walk out then you're yeah. like a little away but like what while they're doing stuff, it's great. I mean, you'll do some stuff. You'll do some exercises too, but they'll also like work on you a little. Yeah. Get the gun out, do whatever. And like, oh man. You got to do it at home too. So I, yeah, I, go, do once a, I go once a week because like I have such issues too. And like, I don't feel a good difference unless I keep doing the exercises. Yeah. Right. This is right. such dad. Well, that is breaking yeah, yeah. news. <laughs> breaking news. That's, hey, good for you to go. And the first step is going. It's very tough. It's very tough to get yourself to go to the yeah. doctor or whatever. First it's, step is admitting you have a yeah. problem. Exactly. Admitting it, you have no more pop. That's, that's <laughs> the first step. Right. When you hear enough people taking cracks at, at your lack of pop. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's when Steve, when Steve pounded five wood past my driver last week. Oh was, no. It's time. It's time, to, oh, it's time to see someone. That's tough. That went about 20 yards past your driver. <laughs> oh my God. But. Yeah, I mean, you were really hitting it. Those, hey, the, those fairways, I was playing them too at Brooklawn. They're flying. <laughs> you can keep it in the fairway and you got a low trajectory, like Steve and I do have lower trajectories. Woo, get some good run out of, out of, out of that. Sure, um, do have a lower trajectory. We, the course, have, I mean, I, you have an extremely low trajectory. Yeah. The course Steve and I played Sunday, there's this great R5 on one of the nines. It's a hard dog leg left. Last summer, I had driver seven iron in. This is a par five. Okay. Just absolute turned over draw. There's a speed slot, caught okay. the hill, all that. 
Um, obviously, I snap hooked the seven iron into the water, but the point is I had driver seven iron into the green. We played Sunday. I had driver hybrid eight iron came up short in the water <laughs> in on the same. <laughs> oh my god, so good! That's wild, man. That's insane. I don't get I mean, it back. You'll get yes. it back. Everybody goes through these little peaks and valleys with pop, but um, and obviously other parts of your game. But this is a long one. But mm -hmm. you you will get it back. Uh, speaking of length, we got to talk about Michael Block because obviously he made some noise with his comments on the Bob Menery podcast. Uh, he was asked, you know, what the difference between he and you know Rory McIlroy was, who we played with in the final round of PGA, and he immediately just said. Oh, he's so much longer than me. If I had his length, I'd be, you know, one of the best players in the world. Blah, blah. Everybody jumped on Michael Block so hard. And look, I get it. What he said was a little silly. Um, but got numbies. He got numbies. Uh, to me, it was a bit harsh. People killed him. Then he went out there at Colonial and he shot 81. And you had people like, mocking him mm -hmm. it's like this guy's coming off the week of his life no matter what he finished tied for 15th in a major championship yeah the guy can freaking play okay and now okay yeah oh if i had rory mcroy yeah sure if all of us had rory mcroy's length we'd be we'd be pretty good but so what like i, I again i really don't get why there was such a backlash here guys um it was a little extreme it's ridiculous the internet is awful social awful. media can be the we love it worst. we love it but it's awful no <laughs> it's i mean the, it's the best it's in the best these cases <laughs> it could be the worst because it's so easy to just jump on the cool counter opinion you know so people have to pivot to the other side of the story and they they can make some different but come on like you said myers michael block is one of the coolest stories in golf in recent memory and no he's not francis we met but he's right. a club <laughs> pro and not a former tour pro like Omar Uresti, he's right. an actual club pro. And people are saying you shouldn't have even played the Colonial. You're going to blame Michael Block for accepting an invite to a PGA Tour event. It's literally a dream come true. How yeah. could he have turned that down? It's it, it actually really makes me mad. Uh, you know, and sure, maybe the PGA Tour should not have even invited him. Uh, you could argue he's taking a spot from someone else. So I could kind of see that. But what is the tour going to invite like John Senden and they're going to yeah. get more oh eyeballs? My God. On don't hate on my, don't hate on my guy. I like John Senden, but he's not going to bring more eyeballs than Michael yeah. Block. I mean, this was a success for the Charles Schwab by inviting him here. You know, um, yeah. Ridiculous. I, I got to say, you mentioned taking the spot. Sometimes I, I get that argument. In this case, I don't look. The guy finished T15 at PGA. Maybe he's on a heater. You got to let it see how it plays yep. out. Also, look at our guy from around here from 15 minutes from where I'm sitting at, at Glen Arbor, Rob LeBritz. He's a club pro there forever. Turns 50, makes the senior tour. He's now a, a great player on the senior mm -hmm. tour. Maybe this is the next phase of Michael Block's career. Maybe he's a late bloomer. Maybe he's, a, you know, what again, another Rob LeBritz, another club pro who makes it late. So, like you said, Steve, there's no way he's turning that down. I know he's doing something today with, you know, raising canes, whatever that uh, fast oh, food is going to ship there. Legend. Good Legendary. for him. Wow. He's making, he's cashing in on his 15 minutes, his T15. Yep. He's got the, you know, new logos on his sleeves. What, like, what do you expect him to do? Again, 
The, and then here's the other argument where people are like, oh, well, he was built up too much by the media. Okay, fine. He was. Yeah. We're guilty of that as much as anybody. That's not Michael Black's fault. Correct. You do you, don't, they don't write about me, guys. Like, And guess yeah. what? We wrote about him because we saw how much people were interested in him. Like, every Michael yeah. Block post was blowing up the internet. So we wrote more about Michael Block to give people what they wanted. And now... You know, people are, oh, he, you know, he's such a showman. Look at him smiling at yeah. the camera. Look, he is like, a showman. He, he is. Right. Should, he should be commended. A 46 year old dad. Yeah. Like knowing how to squeeze all the juice out of this 15 minutes <laughs> in a world where things come and go in one in 24 hours th- right. through the spin cycle. Like here's an old guy who's like, you know, working the, the internet crowd, like, like an absolute pro. So I, uh, I commend him. And it's just the, you know, Steve's point, like the, it's just the pick aside culture that's permeated our entire society really. Um, Which I love. Look, I, you know, I love getting into a debate about fucking, I hate pickles and somebody likes pickles like that. That's what we do. But um, you should be able to acknowledge everything you said, Myers, like the PJ was incredible. He tied for 15th. You can also acknowledge his Rory quote was kind of, you know, cocky, but you know, not completely wrong. He didn't say he he'd be better than Rory. He just said it'd be nice to have his land. You can acknowledge like right. anyone should be able to acknowledge all these things. And I right. tried to on Twitter, and someone was like, "Oh, your team block." I'm like, "Why, why does why do we have to be on a team? Can't we yeah. just like each everything day, doesn't like, have to be politicized? Can we observe? Yeah. Can we observe and give our opinion on each different situation, or you just have to be on one side for for every single thing? So. Um, I want to tell a little story about just the the hilariousness of the internet cycle. On Saturday, I was at a barbecue, family friends, and this dad. They they all know I work in at Golf Digest, and this dad goes, "This is seven days after the PGA or whatever." And this dad goes, uh, "Man, that Michael Block, what a great story!" And I had a split second of like, should I tell him that everyone hates this guy now? And he's dead to everyone on the internet? Or should I just let him continue to live in this dreamland where Michael Block is a great story? And I decided on the latter. I was like, you know what? It is a great story, Scott. Such an awesome story. And then everyone went on with their night happily. Dude, the first thing I talked about with uh, Caitlin Clark was Michael Block. She was like, (laughs) up about Michael Block. 100%. Uh, Like, this is such a small corner of the internet. Oh, Michael Block. No one cares. Yeah. And and, and this was on Wednesday. So it was like right when it was starting to Mm. turn. But like, she didn't know that. She was still basking in the glow of of Michael Block, you know, being the underdog story. And again, is it maybe a little built up? Maybe because, yeah, he dominates the Southern California circuit. He plays a lot of tournaments out there. But look, he's had 20-something cracks at PGA Tour events, and he'd made four cuts. He hadn't made a cut in, like, decades, and uh, he'd never made a cut in a major. So to me, it's like people are like, oh, he's, he's played in this stuff before. Yeah, but he's never done anything, so that makes even the, the T-15 even better. Um, and and again, the world, you know, people are, like, jumping on for his world-class short game comment. The guy's ranked 500 in the world. 70 million people play golf <laughs> in the world. I think that's world class. Like, I'm sorry, yep. if you're top point zero 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 one percent of what you do in the world, you can call yourself world class. So, yeah, it sounded cocky, but like, I'm sorry, I really didn't have much of a problem with it. I, I texted you that day. I said I texted because I was I was going somewhere. I knew I couldn't do the post, and I said, I said, oh, people are going to kill this guy now. 
And I don't even think it's that bad. And then sure enough, internet turned everything else. But yeah, back to your point about the internet. At one point, I took a screenshot. He was our top four stories um, of the day. <laughs> this was on like Wednesday after the PGA Championship. Okay. So I'm team block as well. Uh, I said <laughs> a great story. Hopefully we'll, we're, we're, we're in the works to try to get him on to talk about everything as well too. So um, hopefully that'll happen at some point. Um, all right. Let's if he doesn't get truly canceled by then. If it, yeah, exactly. If he's still, yeah. Just lay low, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> no political talking. No more Rip, Ripper Magoo, Ripper Magoo pods. Or, yes, that yeah, would be yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, okay. So now what else do we need to talk about? We do have, obviously, the memorial this week. I jumped the gun last week with uh, the Colonial being a designated event. This is a designated event. This has 20 whatever million on the line. This has all the big stars. Um, what are we most excited about seeing? I guess, uh, I don't know. It's been a couple of weeks since the PGA. We get to see the big guns back out there again. Uh, no Michael Block, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, what, what are you guys looking forward to uh, with the Memorial this week? I mean, this event really lost its juice when they didn't invite Michael Block to it. Let's, let's be real. Uh, this field is just, it's its pretty weak. No, I mean, we have all the great players here. And, you know, pretty much everyone, I'm, I'm interested to see how, they, um, how they're playing post-PGA. Like, Hovland was right there, right? And, you know, this should be a course that suits him well. Uh, finished third here, I think, in the um, the 2020 COVID year. Rom obviously kills it at this place. So does Cantlay. Xander has great history. Rory, what does he do after the PGA? Scheffler's on this historic run of top 15s. And I mean, he's not probably not getting enough credit for how good he's been. Um, so, I mean, it, it's a really interesting week to me. And, you know, Mirfield Village, CP knows he's played here a few times, um, is, is such a good test of, of someone's game. So I think it's a good a good week to see where everyone's games at uh, heading into LACC uh, here in a few weeks. So yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped about it. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm most intrigued to see <clears throat> Scotty kind of try and continue this. And I think, you know, everyone makes a big deal about the putter. I think if he had, you know, if it, if it flips one of these weeks, this is the type of course where, you know, these elite ball strikers, if they also make putts, like he could win this thing by eight. We saw Rom was on his way to doing it in 2021 before he got pulled off the course. So he was in a similar stretch of just ball striking greatness. So I think if Scotty keeps that up and the the putter finally flips, like Scotty by a touchdown is very much in play this week. I think, of course, I'm not going to bet him. Um, I'm not going to bet Rom. I'm not going to bet the two hottest best players in the world. Um, But I I could, I definitely see them going at it again uh, late on Sunday for sure. Yeah. Um it's it's a big week. Scotty by a touchdown. I like that. Uh by the way, the streak is 14 consecutive top 20s by Scheffler and apparently no one else right now even has a streak longer than two, which I, I find both of those streaks very hard to believe. Uh 10 straight top 12s. Insane. That's wild. That's amazing. I mean the guy I mean we talk about guys who never have bad weeks. He literally never has a bad week. It's it's uh it's pretty, and that's even with spotty putting, as you mentioned, CP. Right. I mean, it's he just hits so many good shots, and his short game is so good, so he recovers. Um, 
Okay, let's get into some picks here. We do have one more thing. I forgot about it. We're going to talk about it after, but let's get into some picks first here. Uh, CPR already throwing out the uh, Scheffler by seven. Well, what kind of odds could you get on that? I know. I'm looking. Yeah, I mean, if somebody wants to give me that, I, I would, you know, by three and a half, I think would be a fair spread. I think I could see him winning by. Yeah, I like that. By, the, by four or more, but um, he is a six. That's hard to find. Plus six fifty favorite right now. Slightly find out. Jeff Feinberg could find that one for us somewhere. Yeah, he Someone gets Caesar's prop. Yeah, yeah. You obviously usually you can bet just anyone winning by that much, but a specific person might be might be trickier. Um, you got Pat Cantley at ten to one, uh, former winner, right? He won the he won the Rom year. He got so he got a, a gift yep. there. Uh, Xander. 12, Rory 14, Vic 20, Morikawa 22. Day, this is the classic. Even when Day was at his peak, he never plays well in this event. It's yep. very, he's the Ohio guy. It's weird. And his house is like literally yeah, right. in the development of Mirfield Village. It's yeah, ridiculous. Right, right yeah. I've I've only seen um a hole or two from like the road wherever you can drive. I remember with being with my buddy who lived in Columbus during college. Um, but the, the highlight of that trip was going to the original Wendy's. Um, <laughs> Dave Thomas. RIP that Wendy's, they knocked it down a few years after. I mean, that's a historic landmark. Yeah. Uh, but that, yeah, Columbus, Ohio is known for Wendy's. It's known for Jack Nicholas. The, co- the course, a couple streets over tartan fields um mm. i've played mirrorfield because my dad's friends with this guy who, who was a member they live in dublin <laughs> dublin ohio is like this insanely nice area you very not nice believe it ohio haters would not believe it of course if you literally go outside of dublin ohio still stinks but um dublin's awesome but this tartan fields course dave thomas used to live on it and I played it when I was like a, a junior and the junior tees were the Wendy's um, logo. Wow. Nice. Each side. It was, it was pretty dope. So that's, and then the country club at Mirafields across the street, that's a sick course. It's a, yeah. it's a great little golf area. And obviously you got the, the crown jewel there in Mirafield village. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my buddy lived in this development and uh, Kirk Herb street lived like a few hours <laughs> now, but never, never crossed paths with him the couple of days I was there, but it's a, it is a very nice, little uh suburb there um for sure okay steve what about you who are you liking you're um, hot you're the guy you're you're coming off <laughs> the show and you're you're, the, you're back yeah uh, maybe i'll put two dollars on a few guys uh no i mean <laughs> i'm mad you guys unit shame me because i am usually putting more than five bucks let no, it be you no you you're actually you're you're very bold with the units usually yeah. I, I give you Credit for sure. And I I do a lot of 10. I, I always do 10 on CP's stupid dart throw. I should be doing <laughs> I mean, I'm down, what, $500 now or something. He's uh, due. He's due. We had, a, we had a good run with Smalley, two I'm, unders or uh, two last week. I, then, uh, I was counting my money. Yeah, me too. I was counting my money with Keegan. <laughs> well, yeah. PG. Oh my God, that that that, that was for a little bit. I was yeah. counting my money, and I was also I had him top ten that week. I was counting yeah. and the top yeah. five each way first round leader looked pretty good till uh. a couple late bogeys. Um, but we're 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 gonna keep this hot streak going this week. Um, Morikawa, I think it's a good course for him. Obviously, one in twenty twenty COVID year strikes the irons so well. You know that's key. SCP knows here. Ball strikers paradise. 
Um, and and the uh, the ball striking is is back. Um, the, I mean, since the Masters, he's gained like twenty five strokes. Ball striking pretty strong. So I like Morikawa. I think my favorite bet though is Corey Connors. I mean, the lack of respect, as our caddy said in the column this week, fifty to one. I mean, the guy was leading the PGA and you know has the unfortunate incident in the bunker, same one Hovland did. But, you know, 50 to one, if you know, it really feels like he should be more in the 35, 40 to one range. And people are probably going to wait till next week, the Canadian Open to bet him. And this is what happens. People miss out when they're trying to be cute and just bet Corey Connors, bet him top 10. Cause I mean, he doesn't really win PGA Tour events besides the Valero Texas Open. Um, plus 500, top 10, probably my favorite bet. Uh, and Ricky, I, I have bet Ricky as well. Um, as CP did the the cool video um, going back to 2012 when Tiger won. It was his first uh, really Tiger's back moment uh, when he won Memorial, had the chip in on 16 with Ricky beside him. So Ricky has some good experience here besides that Sunday when he shot 83 or whatever. But um, Ricky's back too. His ball striking is it's top 10 in this field, in this elite field. So um, Ricky's a good bet. And then to continue my run of losers, I have Adam Scott as well uh 66 to 1 so just a card of guys who can't actually win PGA tour events but um i feel like scott's playing great and you know ball striking is is really peak right now he's just got to stop missing the little six footers and last one is justin su at 250 to 1 do not not bet justin su this week guys playing great and 250 to 1 is just sort of a misprice for me, he probably doesn't win, but at least you get some hedge equity in your pocket uh, Sunday if if he's in the mix. So I I already bet him like you. I oh, saw. Let's go. Know, I think I got him at two twenty five. I don't. I didn't see the two number, but yeah. I told you I bet him live. His his ball striking, his irons approach were great yeah. going into that final round last week, and then just did nothing on Sunday in the but mix was, in the I, PGA too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. He was twenty eight to one going into the final round. He was three shots off the lead I of, of, you know, guys who not exactly, you know, Scotty Scheffler ahead of him or anything like that. So anyway, it didn't work out, but I, I kind of like the carry over here because he's obviously hitting the irons um, really well. Um, all right, CP, any final picks for you? I have bet Connors <clears throat> top 10 um, okay. might go outright. We'll see. Steve's right. He's probably not going to win, but yeah, that is crazy. I think when he, he's in these ball striking stretches, it's kind of an auto top 20 top 10 bet um i bet shane lowry top 10 i thought andy made a great case for him in our column um i'm on a hot top 10 streak right now bryson at the pga grillo at uh colonial and i'm still in the negative in our column somehow because i was down so bad in the top 10 department um but i think i make it three in a row with lowry this week and then my favorite play is uh hatton at 25 to 1 i think there's a I think there's a decent little case to be made that he's been like right there with Rahm and Scheffler, just in terms of the numbers, obviously does not have the win in, in 2023. Like those two have multiple of um, 25 to one. I like him to maybe get that. I think he can hang with those two guys. If it comes down to it on Sunday, um, he's every club in the bag is working for him. And that's kind of what wins here as Stanley has shown us and John Rahm over the last few years. So Love Hatton. That's my outright play. Lowry and, and Connors. Um, 
I might be convinced that Adam Scott, I went on our uh, show last night. I had sports with the sports grid guys and they made an excellent case for just continuing with the Xander top 20. I think it's minus 150. That's kind of a sharp gamblers uh, type play. Um, you got to lay a little bit, but I think it's kind of a lock. So I might do Xander top 20 as well. And then I don't know, I'll, I'll kick it to you guys. I kind of like a top 20 sneaky on Adam Hadwin um, this week. Uh, I think he's 110 to 1 outright, which probably get a good top 20 number on him. Uh, seems like everything he does well kind of would suit Mirrorfield Village. I don't know what he's been up to recently. Is his ball striking kind of peak Hadwin? Yeah, I think he played well at the Wells Fargo, which kind of is similar difficult. Um, mm-hmm. Got to hit the fairway course. Um, I don't know if he's peak peak Hadwin. He's peak content king right now, Adam Hadwin and, and his wife. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Top 20, I, I think. Or top 40, if you want to get a little sharper than that. Yeah. And I saw Ben Raza, I thought, made an excellent case for Kevin Streelman. He yeah. seems like a top 20 play. I saw well. that. I mean, shout out Raza with the, oh. the Grio thing, too. But yeah, I, yeah. I made a few lineups and Streelman was in there. Um, so I was pumped to pumped to see that although i think you could get a matchup uh our caddy had this again in the column uh billy horschel over streelman and you know billy hope is is kind of finding it again and we know the dude runs hot so you know if you could kind of um believe that he's going to defend his title good vibes here at memorial you know billy horschel is a better player than kevin streelman no offense to duke duke's pride uh kevin streelman but um anyway that's a Kevin Stroman rant. I didn't know that was going to happen. There you go. Did not, did not see that coming. Um, all <laughs> right. One one final thing. We didn't we didn't talk about this JB Holmes situation. Uh, oh, yeah. This is a wild story. Apparently, and and uh, uh, Ryan French, aka Monday Q Info on Twitter, of course, dug into this a little more. So we have a few more details than we did yesterday. But this rumor went out over the weekend that JB Holmes. Uh, was participating in a scramble under uh, an alias, although not really. It's, it's John Bradley, I guess, is is the JB. So he was going by John Bradley, and he was in this scramble, uh, but he didn't kind of announce himself as a you know five time PGA Tour winner, uh, and his team won. Now it comes out that apparently after the first round, people did get wise to who he was because you know. He's a good player. Let's be honest. He shouldn't be playing in a scramble. Although he hasn't done anything the last couple of years. He's dropped into the thousands in the official World Cup ranking. He didn't make the cut at the Honda Classic earlier this year. So the guy, again, is still a world-class player. Um, what what was crazy is that he was listed as an eight handicap. Yeah. But as Ryan French pointed out, they weren't using handicaps, but there was a limit. <clears throat> he technically could have played in the event, but you only are supposed to have two plus handicappers on each team mm-hmm. and he i guess was a third guy and not only is he a plus handicapper but he's a pga you know again five time pga tour winner so all these things happen anyway long story short he posted yesterday that he won this trophy it's this trophy it's called like the gangsome scramble or something and uh he kind of like made a joke about it um and people kind of got ticked off well, it turns out he didn't win any money because after the first round, again, they got wise to it. And the Calcutta, which was worth 30 G's, they said, look, you can play, you can win the trophy, but you can't win the Calcutta. So anyway, that's the, that, those are the details, guys. What are you 
thinking about this now that we know a little more about it. I mean, it's a weird, it's a weird situation. It maybe it was almost like a, a joke or a prank. I don't know what you want to call it, yeah. but I mean, yeah. a lot Bizarre. of thoughts. I, I think like there's a possibility the pro shop could have messed up his handicap. Someone else pointed this out. Like he could be a plus eight, you know, I know it hasn't been playing great in recent years, but you know, John Rom keeps his handicap. It's like a plus nine and a half. I mean, JB Holmes could be a plus eight. So if the pro shop like <laughs> messed it up and if his team didn't quite know the rules and the pro shop didn't, you know, catch this, like, Maybe it's not fully on him um, going under John Bradley rather than JB Holmes. Like, you know, I think you're probably trying to pull a fast one. Like we know it's your name, but it's not your full name. It's your, you know, your first and middle name. Um, also, how do you not know JB Holmes? Like this is Tennessee. This event was in Tennessee at a public course. Like this is one of Kentucky's finest players at, you know i've always been a big jb holmes fan university of kentucky right like come on i mean it's freaking jb holmes his swing is unlike anyone else uh he's got the rain glove on apparently people call him like stinky right because he he doesn't smell good i mean like th there's a lot of he's slow play like slow you know, play. Yeah, but he's he holding up the entire course like you know oh maybe it is jb holmes yeah uh, you know, I don't know. Another another tick in the scrambles are the worst box. All people do is cheat in them. They suck. I hate scrambles. It's even PGA Tour pros cheat in scrambles. It's incredible. It's a joke. There was a there was a, someone tweeted last week. There was some scramble where a team shot a forty one. I mean, come on, like it just make it just ridiculous. They um, should be canceled. Cancel the format. It's a total joke. This also, I will give them credit. This reminds me of like when people do that, like. You know, Scalabrini could show up at your local run yes. and like drop fifty. Like this highlights just how insane these guys are. They just show up and you know yeah. they're they're on a different planet. Um, people were sharing like Mitchell Robinson highlights this weekend. I was watching at like a local gym, and he's just he looks like the the greatest basketball player ever against these nobodies. Jamal Crawford, and in the NBA, he can't in the NBA he can't get a a bucket on his own. It's it's incredible. But yeah. uh, that's what this reminds me of. JB just showing up and it's. Yeah. To Steve's point about the handicap, um, someone tweeted at Monday Q that it looks like someone actually set up a fake handicap for John Bradley at Three Ridges Golf Course. And it's a 9.6 index with a low handicap index of 8.8, .8, which is the number that uh... big. So if they really did that and they were really trying to get the money, that's pretty sketchy. Someone must have really needed the cash. Yeah, I mean sketchy. that's that's a quite an it's like those guys putting the the weights and the fish. What was that last year? That feels like right the bass fishing. Yeah, we haven't had a good cheating scandal in a while. That's true. We there, there were so many last <laughs> yeah, year. There the was poker the, scandal the was great. Poker, That's right. River river dancing, bass fishing. It was like <laughs> every day there was like a new. Cheating. I definitely forgot about the river dancing one. I, I still don't even know how it was. Obviously, something with the judging, but. Chess. Yeah. There was a chess. Chess. The guy was using like a yep. something stuck up his butt or something, <laughs> just like to vi get vibrated. Like wow. crazy stuff going on out there. So John, this is actually about the least crazy, but it's pretty sketchy if they were actually going to try to take the uh, the thirty the thirty grand. I um, got an email last night from I'll say just a source who said they know the owner of the course and that. Huh? 
they wanted to connect me to the owner to get the real story. Brian French basically wrote the story. So I don't know what, what's different that the owner is going to tell me, but stay tuned next week. And we got a little update. And I'm totally blanking, but something like this came out early. We, we heard about, there was someone else, another player who, who did this. Uh, yeah. Do you remember what I'm talking about? We don't have to say the name, but do you I remember? Yeah. yeah, I know exactly. Oh, I, I remember who it was. Yeah. Well, just what what was the situation? It was a play, it was a player who was upset um at someone else for manipulating their handicap. Yes. And it turns out maybe he did a little something like JB Holmes at some event. Uh we'll just stop there. People can connect the dots from there. All right. I got to uh I got to think about it. Huh. All right. We'll, we'll bring it off there. Speaking of handicaps, by the way, a lot of talk about handicaps in the GD match play <laughs> because uh you got Mike Johnson, our equipment guy, and uh Sam Wyman, our our digital guy, uh going up against it this afternoon, I believe, at Rye Golf Club and uh they're both it's a clash of 13 handicaps, although one of the 13s <laughs> gets mocked relentlessly on on the internet for his swing because he's put himself out there in some videos recently including that's Sam Wyman with the Joel Damon video and he plays Hallie Ledbetter in another video for the USGA and the, this guy just gets killed oh you're not an 11 you're not a 12 whatever <laughs> hey, look he puts up the scores to be that so I, I can vouch for him but the other guy you know it was 30 40 years ago when he played in a US amateur he was a hell of a player and as when Steve and I first started working here, he was like a two handicap, and now he's down to a thirteen. I mean, I don't know what's going on there. So, very interesting. A lot of lot of chatter about handicaps. Um, I know Steve already got bounced. CP's moved on to the second round, where he could face the winner of Sam mm. and Mike Johnson. Mm-hmm. So he's got a close eye to that. I'm playing my first round tomorrow. Uh, made it all the way to the finals last year before I got screwed by another sandbagger, Greg Snedeker, a photo guy. <laughs> Um, the guy just played 10 rounds of golf in California with the photo guy. I mean, the guy played so many rounds of golf last year that he had a 73 from like a month before that was off the card by the time I played. <laughs> so that's, that's how many rounds some of these guys play. So you got to watch out for these people. Uh, but anyway, that'll be fun. I'm playing uh, Mike Stachura again. I, I beat him in the Sweet 16 last year. So this oh, is a little rematch. Wow. Rematch. He's got a lot of, you know, revenge on his mind yeah um i don't know where his game's at my game's eh we'll see where are we playing tasha Knowles? no uh, richter park oh that's right all Richter's right because, great thing uh, the next potential match is two city guys they needed of course ben walton and drew powell drew powell apparently is the best golfer on staff now he's plus like he's three. almost a plus three yeah. yeah so i'm looking forward to seeing him in action <laughs> And Ben is another one of these photo guys who, you know, plays a million rounds a year and uh, whatever his handicap. I is. love how you're calling them photo guys. Like, I think they do video. Oh, sorry. Ben is, that's, right. that's ben derogatory. Is all, ben is all video now. He's our video director. Snedeker has nothing to do with photos. Snedeker's never done photos. He's always been video. So I, I just, I, I group, it's a visual. I, I think visual guys, photo, it's, it's not, all these guys are great. They, we, we, we work with them constantly. But they're great golfers too, and they're they're yeah. great fans. <laughs> let's let's make it so that's what they're best at. Yeah, should be should be interesting to see. So uh, anyway, thanks as always for joining us. Uh, thanks as always to our producer Greg Gottfried. Uh, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Check back next week 
hopefully uh, we don't have any bad sandbagging tales to relate. See ya. Everything's going to come through now. We'll get an Everything NHL guy. Yeah, five yeah. guys for, for two weeks. We get some insane runs, but then we could go pretty cold. Yep.